This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 23rd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? You know what? I'm doing actually good. I didn't work last night, so I was able to get some rest. Um, obviously, it caught up to me. I was telling Christian off the air. I uh, watched Bill and Ted's excellent adventure last night, and as soon as that was over, I'd say within five, ten minutes of it being over, I was out. Excellent! I tried to start the... Uh, uh, I was going to watch the next one, Bogus mm. Journey, but I didn't even get to that point. But right. uh, So overall... <laughs> You know, well-rested for once, and probably the only time this week, because <laughs> I work the next two nights. So, uh, yeah, long story short, doing good, buddy. How are you doing today? Good. I am doing well. Could have slept a little bit better, but you know what? I got to get to work. I got to do the things that I got to do, and uh, ultimately, we're going to make this a fun show regardless. Oh, it's going to be fun today. We got Florida Man. Made sure this week picked out... Uh, no uh, controversial uh, ones, uh, well, <laughs> for the most part, so <laughs> it yep. should be a good time. Good, good. And then our other co-host, uh, Ryan Wink, is out this week. He is out on a job, and so uh, good on him for making some money. In the meantime, Tony and I are holding down the fort, but uh, let's go ahead and kick things off with a question. Tony, I'm going to ask you to put on your hypothetical hat again, use your imagination, and the question is, if you were getting ready to rob a bank, what sort of accessories would you uh, arm yourself with? Would you know what would you have ready, you know, to uh, pull off this heist? A uh, pink pantyhose over my face, you know, pulled back nice, so I had like the pig snout. Um, to make sure I'd wear glitter, like a pink glitter jacket, uh, you know, some My Little Pony rainbow gloves, and. Uh, raspy voice so no one would recognize me in a tutu you know yeah hey you know this is all this is all hypothetical because i would never rob a damn bank you know but uh but if i was to i would full go blown on everything i would never wear and it would be obviously a mask you know something uh fancy that uh you just wouldn't get caught in that would be what i would do if i were to rob a bank however i would 
not do that, but there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, would you go in armed? Would you be one of the ones that uh, slips somebody a note just uh, threatening? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what would your tact be? Um, oof. I don't know. I don't know on that one. <laughs> I, uh, let's see. Let's be creative. Um, Again, I purely would, hypothetical. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I my, my brain didn't wrap that stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, boy, this guy out of Maumee, Ohio. So authorities in Ohio are searching for a man who reportedly robbed a Maumee bank while holding a small child. The suspect is accused of robbing a bank by threatening to use an explosive device while holding the child. According to the Sentinel Tribune, the incident occurred shortly after 1 p.m. Tuesday at Directions Credit Union on Reynolds Road. A man, while holding a toddler, walked into a building and handed the teller a message demanding money, Maumee Police and the Federal Bureau of Investigation said. The note also included a bomb threat, according to investigators. After the man received the money, he left in a silver Cadillac. Investigators said the man, who appeared to be in his 20s or 30s, had a medium build and stood approximately 6 feet tall. He was wearing a blue face mask, black and white shorts, a blue and orange hoodie, and orange Nikes. Investigators believe the child with him was about 2 years old. So, uh, I... Boy, I don't know if it's desperate times call for desperate measures. Obviously, you walk into anywhere right now and you've got a face mask on, but my guess is this guy will get caught probably more so by the picture of his child, people recognizing the child, than him directly. But uh, don't bring your kids into situations like that. If you're going to do something stupid, do something stupid on your own. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was going to say with the kid, obviously you answered that question. I was going to see if the kid was covered because that's, that's going to be a giveaway. Because out there, somebody's got to know who that is based off the kiddo. Right. And, and number two, you know... Um, yeah, don't bring your kids to do dumb things. We had this idiot. This was years ago. Well, we'll probably say five years ago. Um, he was stealing Blu-rays like at work. We obviously we don't carry them anymore. But mm-hmm. when when we did, he went over to a corner with the baby bag and he was stuffing them full of Blu-rays. And I caught him and then I ratted him out. Well, he got all he got was he lost his uh, membership. He didn't get arrested because he had his kid. They cut him slack. Wow. Still, you know, it ends up, you know, sometimes I think that's why they do it. Like maybe there's a little sympathy because they have kids. I don't have sympathy if you're going to go steal movies and you have a kid with you. Like, no, you're just an idiot. You're an idiot. You're breaking the law and you're using your kid as a patsy. So, you know, you're a thief and you're a POS because you're bringing your kid into it. But that's my take on that stuff. Yeah. Just don't involve your kid with that. Yeah. These poor kids, they deserve better parents. Yeah. They don't. They're just along for the ride. They don't. They can't do anything else. Exactly. It's not their fault. Yep. Well, folks, we've got a great show lined up for you. Let's talk about oh, today's yeah, show. Baby. It is a Thursday. You know what that means. It's the third day. The third day. All right. Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day. Okay. Okay. All right. On today's show, we have Florida Man. We talk about America's penis and the craziness that goes on there. A couple weeks ago, maybe last week, we did weird food combinations. Today, we're talking disgusting food combinations. Our call-in topic today is movies you hated the first time around but loved every watch after that. We have niche dating apps. 
We have This Day in History, and up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 23rd. Now, we've set up a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and the watchers, an opportunity to call in, chime in on anything you want. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. Now that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Again, any topic, just to check in, tell us how you're doing, tell us if we're wrong. Doesn't have to be anything specific, and uh, we will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, the third day, as we've already heard, July 23rd, 2020. And this is Filippo's Fast Five, where I read you headlines, and they basically tell you what the article's about. He's a little hedgehog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves says Bill and Ted 3 has the same scrappy charm as the originals. It's a low, low budget and an awesome soundtrack. Definitely has the Bill and Ted flavor. So, Looking forward to it whenever it's released. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes in the next month. It's either going to be on demand or in theaters. Vanilla Ice. He has a biopic in the works, and Dave Franco will play the rapper. Interesting. Yeah, it could be entertaining. Edgar Wright will direct a new horror movie called Ghost Stories. Uh, will direct a horror movie slash ghost story called Stage 13. <laughs> oh, you're going to need that sound effect for the next one, okay. too. Kim Kardashian, Kardashian is reportedly meeting with divorce lawyers following Kanye West's controversial Twitter rant the other day about the family remarks. If you haven't read it, just do yourself a favor. I'm not going to repeat what they were. He went he went off on his wife and his mother-in-law on Twitter. Can you <laughs> Ubisoft uh, confirms that next-gen games coming this year will still be $60. So rest easy. Games are not going up to $70. They'll still be $60. Hey, and 60. that's your Filippo's Fast Five. 60 bucks is still too expensive, in my opinion. But yeah. and there's a certain store you can go to and you can get them 10 bucks cheaper. Um, my store, and there is the competitor store. So I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. You can go get it. If you hunt around, you can get it a little cheaper. Yeah. Not much, but a little bit. Um, today in the news, the tease is Funko Fox, Pittsburgh Blue Jays, Deadpool Fury, and Padme starts a soccer team. This is the news. Funko fans are bitter about not being able to get Comic-Con exclusives. Hey, I'm one of them. Yesterday was one of the biggest days of the years for Funko Pop fans as the figure lineup for San Diego Comic-Con 2020 or Comic-Con at Home, which started yesterday, 
has been rebranded after the in-person event was canceled due to COVID-19, launched online, offering fans the opportunity to purchase their favorite figures while supplies lasted. And while Funko fans know that every man for themselves when it comes to getting these exclusives, many found themselves empty-handed thanks to Funko's checkout. And to say they aren't happy would be putting it mildly. Funko fans are quite bitter about how things went down with Wednesday night's virtual con and having to take into social media to air their grievances. Uh, this is what happened on Wednesday evening. Funko's exclusives went on sale at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, limited to one of each pop per customer. Fans could hop on, put their choices in their cart, and then get in in a virtual checkout line, and then hopefully victorious. Unfortunately, when the customers got to calculate shipping portion, early on they noticed the extremely long line to populate. This was frustrating for those that had their cart well over the free shipping threshold of $50. Soon after the sale began, Funko posted on their Twitter they were experiencing errors and advised fans to not refresh or leave the page or they'd lose their place in line. The majority of the shoppers did just that, believing their place and ad carts would be held. Unfortunately, they lost their items. Many customers took to the mean the instructions simply had cost them what had been theirs. If that wasn't bad enough, fans, however, this wasn't the first time that the site has had issues due to popular releases. Fan notices a few weeks ago an exclusive Office Pop was available and the site had serious issues then as well. It's an issue that fans expected would be fixed, especially for this Comic-Con. Right. Now fans are sounding off and chiming off, and they are pissed. I'll tell you a personal story. I couldn't even get on last night. I just wanted that Michelangelo uh, with him and the surfboard. Real cool-looking pop. He was in little swim trunks and you know, a collector, obviously, of the Funko Pops behind me. But that Ninja Turtle one was really cool. Never even got it in my cart. Uh, our buddy Mike actually had it in his cart mm-hmm. along with another uh, exclusive in his. And he went to the checkout and he had the problem where it gave him the error. Like it was in there and he went to go pay, gave him the error. Oh, he vented some grievances. I will not tell you what he said because FCC <laughs> regulations. Right. But Funko really dropped the ball yesterday. And this is unfortunate because uh, – you, it's kind of like the show sometimes. We'll sometimes have technical errors that happen right before kickoff time. You're fine. You do a test run before. Everything's working. I mean, a big company like that, you kind of hope they have protocols in place. But, you know, unfortunately, this kind of stuff happens. And it does suck because now, and the, the, and it, what really pisses us off is you go on eBay and that Michelangelo thing, the people that already have it secured, it's going well over a hundred dollars. Oh, I'm already. sure. So it's already jumped up, and, and it was only a, I think, uh, a twenty dollar pop. So it was ten dollars higher than the normal. So it was a reasonable price, but yeah, it's going for way too much. I, I personally am not going to pay over a hundred bucks for it. But I don't. Yeah, it would have it, it was it was very cool though. Anyways, Funko Schmunko, we're going to go to sports because they normally. Only do sports every once in a while, and this one may well, have if there's time. Been any sports either? So. No, no. But but this one's pretty neat. Um, so the Toronto Blue Jays are expected to play a majority, if not all, of their home home games at PNC Park in Pittsburgh this season. Hmm. Uh, the reason why is the federal officials in Canada refused to let the team host games at the Rogers Center. 
An official announcement is pending approval from the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, Canada's government denied the Blue Jays' request to play in Toronto because regular season schedule would require frequent travel from the U.S. where COVID-19 cases are surging. Can't blame Canada if that's the case. The other 29 major league teams plan to play the pandemic-shortened 60-game season in their home ballparks without fans. Definitely a bummer. Toronto begins the season at Tampa Bay on Friday. The schedule for the Pirates and the Blue Jays match up almost perfectly aside from July 29th. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, back and forth, but it uh, seems like the owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates and the owner of the Blue Jays are cordial, and uh, it looks like this is going to work out well. So, unfortunately for fans, you can't go check them out, but for one season, the Pittsburgh Blue Jays. Kind of <laughs> neat. Um Cool for the city of Pittsburgh, but again, no fans is tough for me. I yeah. mean, it, 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 I've been watching the the little warm ups. Uh, watched the Rockies play the uh, Rangers the last two days, and uh, still really cool. It's really crazy to hear. You can hear like the grunts when they're swinging. Right, crack the crack of the bat is a lot louder, and then the cheering of their own teammates. And they've been putting a few of their extra players kind of in the stands behind them a little bit. To kind of give it an illusion but uh <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see the cutouts like i know the yep. dodgers are doing it yankees and other teams that's gonna be interesting but baseball's back nonetheless and today well yesterday i had rocky's gear on today san francisco giants so it, it's so stupid that i like two teams in the nl west but i grew up a giants <laughs> fan and obviously moved to colorado Love the Rockies too, so it's a little tough, but it's okay. Baseball's back. Um, this one, God, I hope uh, when I say this, you don't give me the weird look, and I don't. I just want you to know what I'm about to say is not what you what your brain is going to hear. Okay, okay, it's a little weird. This is not cussing, but this is just what the article is called. Okay, it's a weird one. Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds reunite for Father. That's with an F. Father Mucka. An M. Father Mucka. It's an animated series at Quibi, okay? Woo! That's like riding that Ooh, line, baby. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds are back at it again. The duo, who of course teamed up for the Hitman's Bodyguard, are set to start an animated series at Quibi with a title that seems tailor-made for Jackson's famously explicit laden vocabulary. Father Mucka, again, not saying what you think I'm saying. We'll see Jackson play Reynolds' primary caregiver. Here's the rather odd logline that Quibi provided for the series. Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds love each other. More accurately, Ryan loves Sam. When asked for comment on his feelings, Ryan's, Ryan from Ryan, Sam said, tell them I couldn't be reached for comment. When a minor mishap causes Sam to become Ryan's primary caregiver, Poop gets weird. Doesn't really say poop. Right. Ryan is delighted to spend all of his time with Sam. Sam could be reached for comment. Father Mucka was created by Blockers writers Jim and Brian Kioe, who will serve as the showrunners and executive producers alongside Reynolds and Jackson. It's being produced by anonymous content and maximum effort with <laughs> Titmouse serving as the animation studio. I don't know why that made me laugh. It's a proper name. 
Yes, and then the last story, we'll keep it real short before we go into the birthdays, is a group of powerful women are addressing inequity in sports by buying their own women's soccer team. So what you need to know is that L.A. is going to be getting a women's soccer team called, right now they don't have an official name, Angel City, and it's owned by a wolf pack of incredible badass women. i just tell you who owns it. Um, this team is led by Julie Ehrman, don't know her sadly, and Natalie Portman. Alongside the venture, other owners that are pitching in is uh, Serena Williams' husband, Alexis Ohan. I butchered his name. I Filippo that. Lily Singh, Jennifer Garner, Uzo Abuda, Jessica Chastain, America Ferreira, and Ava Longoria. So, and then a ton of uh, former soccer players like uh, Mia Hamm um, and others. The article's pretty long. But it's kind of cool, you know? You get yeah, a big power cool. group like that. Yeah, very cool. So on Natalie Portman's page, um, awesome to see. And that is your entertainment news today. All right. Well, let's go into the birthdays. We're going birthdays. I was trying to swallow right there on that, you know? That was good. <laughs> I couldn't get the, the last part out. So <laughs> it's your birthday. Better than spitting. It's my Harry freaking Potter is 30 years old. Daniel Radcliffe, the big 30. Paul Wesley, who's uh, in the Vampire Diaries and uh, Tell Me a Story, a couple of uh, drama drama shows. Uh, He's 37. He's a TV actor. Marlon Wayans is 47. He still looks exactly how he's always (laughs) looked. Slash guitarist of Guns N' Roses is 54 years old. Woody Harrelson, uh, a.k.a. Roy Monson. 58 years old. Also, Tennessee. Um, And then some lady named Monica Lewinsky that we really knew from our late 90s for other reasons and Bill Clinton. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just threw her in for fun. She's 46. That's your birthdays, ladies and gentlemen. After the break, it's Lord of Man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's Tony Mention. When we come back, we're talking about America's penis and the weird things that happen down there. It is Florida Man. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, July 23rd. Now, we are all over social media. Many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. We also rebroadcast every show every evening on the AUN TV network, 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.Sanfilippo81. And Ryan, who is out this week, is available at facebook.com forward slash Ryan.Wink. Or on Instagram at Nameswink. Now it is Thursday. It is the third day. And as we do each and every Thursday, we talk about America's penis and the odd things that go on down there. Yes, this is Florida Man. Oh, good for you. 
Oh yeah, I wanted to sing, for some reason I wanted to sing your name to Captain Planet during that intro, I don't know why. <laughs> Christian Phoenix, he's your hero! Now you're going to go to Florida Man, it had nothing to do with Florida Man. Sadly, but, I'm not bringing pollution down to zero, so. No, you are not. Now, I do apologize, There, this one story may or may not have been on a previous version of our Darwin Awards, so if it is... First time you're hearing it, but uh, or maybe not. But uh, nonetheless, I don't I don't recall. It sounds familiar to me, but Florida's got some crazy people. Man throws a Molotov cocktail at his own vehicle inside an Orange County impound lot. Report says Orange County, Florida. Uh, a man is under arrest after allegedly throwing Molotov cocktails at his own vehicle inside an impound lot, according Toasty. to the arrest report. <laughs> he came back and started throwing gas cocktail bombs all over the fence onto his own car, said car lot owner Darnell Adams. An arrest report says the suspect says, oh, his name is too hard to pronounce. So I'm going <laughs> to say um, Dwight Schrute there came to get his car back after it was impounded and set it on fire. Instead, the state fire marshal is now investigating what happened at the impound lot. Adams said he was going to hand over the keys because Schrute had already paid $300 to get this car out of the impound lot. But instead of it going home to the, the burned out car was stuck behind the crime scene tape. Adams said he was bringing Schrute's car, his keys, when surveillance cameras caught him throwing several firebombs at the vehicle. Everything is on camera. I showed it to the cops. I mean, it's just clear as day, throwing like three or four, even five gas bombs over the fence. Deputies asked uh, the TV station not to show the rest of the video while they did the investigation. But the surveillance video showed exactly what Adams described. I didn't even own it anymore. He was getting it out, Adams said. 20 minutes. If he had 20 minutes, waited 20 minutes, I would have driven his car to him. Adams said he was coming around the corner with the keys and saw Schrute running away. He chased after him until deputies made an arrest. Adam said his mechanic was able to put the fire out with an extinguisher. What if he would have come back later and tried to finish the job and all my cars catch fire? Adam says he's especially grateful the scene is just contained to the one car. We got a paint shop in the back, so it's a lot of flammable materials, and he could have harmed a lot of people over there. Deputy said the fire marshals is still investigating the incident. So uh, way to go, Dwight Schrute. That wasn't the guy's real name. His name is really hard to pronounce. So. Way to go, a-hole! <laughs> we just, we made that fun. Well, and the fact um, that, that he had already paid $300 to get it out and then torched his car, oof, there's something wrong with oh, that guy. Yes, it is. Uh, so this one is a winner, too, here. Um Rare stolen coins end up in a supermarket change machine. It's a fun one, yep. Michael Johnson from North Palm Beach, Florida, envisioned Shane Michael, Shane Anthony, sending those commemorative presidential dollars spiraling down a slot to be converted from $33,000 worth of collectibles to just enough store credit to buy a couple of 12 packs of beer. Um, so um, apparently that this uh, Shane Anthony guy had stolen $33,000 worth of coins from Michael Johnson and dumped it into a Coinstar machine. Oh. Authorities said uh, Anthony of Rivera Beach confessed he stole rare coins and other items valued at $350,000 from Johnson's North Palm Beach office in December. 
Anthony reportedly said he sold some, then ran many through uh, change machines where he got just face value. Johnson, who's been disabled and mostly not working, said Anthony wiped him of his life savings. I was using those coins to stay alive, he said. There's no insurance that covers this kind of thing. Not at the losses we're talking about. It put me in a world of hurt. Anthony was booked on the evening of February 1st at the Palm Beach County Jail, charged with grand theft of more than $100,000, along with an unrelated 10-count drug charge. He left February 4th posting bond, jail, and court records show. Anthony could not be located for comment. A North Palm Beach police report shows no address, no telephone number for Anthony because it was disconnected. Johnson, who's who's in the finance industry says he inherited the large coin collection as well as his love of collecting from his father who died about six years ago. He started collecting at age 16 and had more than 100,000 coins in 80 boxes, some worth just a little and some extremely valuable. Now they're all gone. He said he met Anthony a few years back through mutual friends and helped out the man. Said Anthony contacted him last fall on social media saying his wallet had been stolen and he let Anthony stay at his business office on US one just north of EBTB Drive. I'm EBTB? Sure that's not what it's really called. <laughs> EBTB. It looked more fun. In exchange for help with a work project. And he said Anthony stayed off and on from October and they just ransacked him. So long story short, this uh Anthony guy stole from uh Shane Anthony stole from Michael Johnson and put all his money into those coin machines. What a real way to go, a-hole. <laughs> well, and not only did he obviously get face value for it, but in those coin star machines, they charge you nine to 12% of whatever you put in. So uh, he got less than face value for some really expensive coins. Yeah. Way to go. What an idiot. Speaking of idiots down in Palm, again, Palm beach, Florida, Florida man who authorities said drove a Ferrari off a dock into the Palm Beach Inlet last month has been identified. Say there's, even a dash, there's even a dash cam video of it going in there, <laughs> which is more classic. That's awesome. According to the traffic crash report, 48-year-old James, I'm going to call him Machio because his last name is, it's like Muchachcoco. <laughs> You're bound so to San Filippo it anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, so we'll kind of call him. James Macchio Jr. deliberately drove off the end of the dock at top speed on December 26th at around 7 a.m. Palm Beach Fire Rescue said the vehicle floated for approximately 50 feet before sinking to the bottom of the inlet. Drivers used the airbags to float the Ferrari to the surface, then brought it back to shore. New pictures from Code 3 divers showed the Ferrari at the bottom of the inlet, very clear water, by the way, (laughs) and divers working to recover it. Fire Rescue said Machio was not hurt and alcohol and drugs were not a factor, according to a crash report. That's all the article says, but then I saw another article that was tied to it. Apparently, he just wanted to die. That was his whole purpose. Gotcha. Hey. He just took the Ferrari, drove it into the inlet, and... uh, obviously made it out but uh he tried to film and louise it that one yeah i'll have to share that one on uh, facebook just so you guys can actually see the video of it go in there awesome entertaining tony this one's a yeah i think we've got time for one more quick florida man story yep okay this is a florida woman she was uh denied denied outback steakhouse so she attacked her parents threatening to kill them (laughs) a florida woman apparently really wanted a blooming onion 
Deanne Seltzer was arrested last week after she allegedly attacked her parents and chased her father with a 12-inch knife before refusing her to take her to Outback Steakhouse. According to reports, the 20-year-old, surprise, surprise, Palm Beach resident asked her parents to take her to the dinner at a popular restaurant change on Wednesday. When When they refused, Seltzer flew into a rage and flipped over the class dining room table before punching her mother with closed fists on the chest and arms. Seltzer's father in, you know, intervened and sustained scratches to his face and upper body. Seltzer then allegedly picked up a foot-long decorative knife and began to chase her father around the house, threatening, I'm going to kill you, the outlet reported. Her father was eventually able to wrestle the knife away without sustaining further injuries. Seltzer has been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, weapon des- domestic battery on a person of 65 or older, and she has to undergo a mental health evaluation within days. <laughs> and that is Florida man and woman! Well, it sounded like she tried to unleash the beast. <laughs> wow. Just over Outback Steakhouse. Yep. Well, folks, when we come back, uh, no blooming onions here, but we have disgusting food combinations. You won't want to miss this. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 23rd. Now if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. You can get video there, you can get audio there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart. About 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. That way we know what you think of the show. And uh, tell a friend, because as always, sharing is caring. Now in this segment, uh, you know, the final segment of the first hour, obviously, we have a lot more show to go, but uh, wanted to sort of circle back around to a subject we touched on last week when we talked about odd food combinations. Talked about things like uh, cheddar cheese on apple pie, which sounds somewhat interesting. Uh, another poster put uh, uh, the hot Cheetos, the red hot Cheetos and uh, cream cheese. Again, sounds like an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. In this case, we have a list of the most disgusting food combinations and wanted to get Tony's opinion on it and see what he thought. Yummy! So let's go ahead and kick things off with this first one. Oof. It, it, it looks about as good as it sounds, which is not very good at all. Baked beans and egg pizza. Yes, it is a pizza that's covered with baked beans and then has eggs that have been cracked over it, obviously baked in the uh, um, oven. Ooh, I don't know if I could do it, Tone. No, I'm going to have to pass on that one. Let me uh, hear about know it. There we go. How about no? Yeah, the reason for <laughs> me is I'm not a big baked bean fan. I'll eat it, but it's not a goat. It's not something I ever crave or anything. I just, I'm not a big fan of them. And uh, it just... 
when you when I think of pizza and it, like, look, I like eggs. I'll do, I, but I like my eggs just scrambled, and mm. I don't, I don't need it on a. I'll put it in a tortilla, make a little egg burrito. That's cool. Yeah, but. But but not on a pizza. It's just that's a little much. <laughs> yeah, for me, baked beans are a great side dish. They should never be the focus of a dish. And then uh, you know, pizzas. I've had some really good breakfast pizzas that uh, you know have uh, hash browns and uh, eggs and sausage and and some really good things on it. But this one in particular, I have a feeling your how about no soundbite is going to get uh, uh, quite a workout in this segment. All right. Well, I've got it ready. Oh, well, have it ready for this next one. A ketchup-filled hard-boiled egg where it looks like they've popped out the yolk and replaced it with ketchup. It it sounds disgusting. Was it a kid that made this? Like, that sounds like a total kid concoction. Oh, no, no, it's a grown-ass adult. I mean, there's people who love ketchup. My my boys are weird. My uh, Reese loves ketchup. Corbin loves mustard. They hate the opposite, but I don't even think I could convince Reese to eat this. No, I'm going to... How about no? Like, I like ketchup on eggs. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like ketchup on stuff. Um, I've gotten, as I've gotten more adultish, I guess, like I've substituted ketchup for Cholua. Like, I'll put hot sauce on my eggs versus ketchup, but... Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I definitely it was always about the ketchup on that. So, but not in a hard boiled egg. That's just yeah, nah. yeah. There's something not right. Like, what do you, what do you, what are you eating with that? Like, if you're filling a hard boiled egg full of ketchup, that's just that's messy. Yeah, and and that's all. That's all you're gonna taste. You're gonna drown out all the flavor of your egg. You know, <laughs> there's much flavor to a hard boiled egg anyway. Well, it's but. a lot of sodium and a lot of sugar as well. So, I don't know. Not for me. Not for me. Mm-mm. And folks, feel free to chime in on our Facebook page. And, you know, if something sounds right like... below. Yeah, if you would try it, let us know. But most of these are a hard no for me, including this next one. Now, I love popsicles. I love clam chowder. Do not combine those together. Somebody has created a clam chowder ice pop. You know how you can make your own uh, 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 popsicles. Well, somebody filled that with clam chowder, put the, the, you know, the stick portion in there, froze it, Wow, it looks. How about no? Yeah, yeah it looks vomit worthy. Uh, no, and I'm I'm with you. Who doesn't like popsicles? And I I also you know for a guy that's not a big seafood guy, a goy, hey goy, hey goy, um, someone who's not a big guy like that, I'm lost. I'm stuck on repeat now. <laughs> All right, clam chowder is delicious. I like clam chowder. That's what I was trying to spit out. Hey, <laughs> Junior. <laughs> Ooh, this next one, um, you know, mixing sweet and uh, savory together is a culinary um, exploration that a lot of people like. I don't know about this one, though. Hamburger helper with a thick layer of applesauce on top of it. No, I'll hold the applesauce on that, man. I'll eat a hamburger helper, but how about no on that applesauce? Get it off there. <laughs> and it certainly looks like it would come out the same way it goes in. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> Ooh, this one you might want to leave alone. Banana slices with raw fish bits. Ew, no. And, oh, 
So I'm going to put... How about new? You lost me at fish bits. <laughs> Not only that, raw fish bits. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to put this on the Facebook page a little bit later for everybody to check out. you got to see this picture. It's not only raw fish bits, but it's the whole head, eyes included. Ew, is it the one with that gross, creepy-ass like mouth you posted yesterday on the page? <laughs> that thing's freaky. That's a thing <laughs> of nightmares. If you catch something like that in the ocean, run. Right. That thing's freaky. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Oh. I can't look at the picture anymore. My stomach's churning. Okay. Uh, Kendra chimed in. Oh, my good God. Cold clam chowder. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that good, bad? I don't know. Um, remember yesterday when we were talking about the best burgers and it was really sort of driving us to want to get some you know, hamburgers first thing in the morning? I don't think yeah, I want to my... eat again for the rest of the day after eating this. Uh yeah. Is this the fish bits still? It's the fish bits. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to another one. A little tamer, but still weird. Uncooked ramen noodles with peanut butter spread. No, how in the hell are you going to even eat that? You, it's What a pain in the ass to eat raw ramen noodles anyway. I, know. I mean, it's not the It's not a gross concoction. Um, how about new? But I wouldn't do that. I mean... I kind of remember back in the day, there was this fad with the ramen, like kids would take it to school and they'd eat it raw, like they, that would be their snack. They'd break it off really? and they'd put like little, yeah, it was weird. I didn't do it, but I, I can remember a couple people at uh, Eagle Valley uh, Middle School would do that. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've crushed, you know, raw ramen noodles over uh, a salad, you know, and it adds a little yeah. crunch and, you know, a little, makes it a little interesting, but I don't know about a full sheet of ramen noodles spread with peanut butter. No, no, that's just, you know, again, anything compared to the last thing you talked about is, I would choose that over that. Oh, definitely. Still, still a no. Uh, Kendra said cold clam chowder is gross. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. agreed. It's got to be warmed up. Yep. <laughs> Moving on with our disgusting food combinations, back to baked beans. In this case, it is chocolate donuts stuffed with baked beans. That's a hard no for me. That's disgusting. Yeah, no. How about no? There's just like, it, you can, it's fun to get creative with donuts. It just doesn't even work. I mean, if I can't even, if I'm not even a big fan of a bacon on a donut, and I like bacon, and I like donuts, definitely not doing no. beans in a donut. Disgusting. Nope. And, uh, you know, salty and sweet. Here's another salty and sweet combination that ooh, I, I just can't fathom. Oreos with a pickle filling. So somebody takes an Oreo. Pulls it apart, puts a pickle in the middle, slaps it back together, eats it that way. Man, you're Whoa. right. This button. How about new? <sighs> what What is wrong with people, right? Ugh. <laughs> a lot of a lot of stone people out there. They're like, "Hey, man, you did be great, man. <laughs> pickles, man. Not just Oreos. pickles. Ah, he's gonna be with Oreos. Hey, I say, man." <laughs> oh man, those were the greatest, greatest pickle orders, man. We're gonna make a million dollars, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, before we head into the break, here's the final stoner food on our list of disgusting food combinations spaghetti wrapped in a slice of lunch meat. 
Uh, of all the things, of all the yeah. things you've mentioned, that might be the one to eat. But that's still, uh, how about new? Yeah. I don't think so, homie. I ain't eating this crap. Nope. Folks, we're headed into our long break. When we come back, we've got our call-in topic, movies you hated the first time. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in, a, in about seven. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. And welcome back, folks. This is the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 23rd, the third day. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm still here with my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. How you holding up, Tone? Holding up good, man. It's uh, hour two. That first hour flew like it always does. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I still haven't even finished the whole uh, monster. I've been nursing this thing the whole hour. Oh, my stomach's still churning from those bananas and fish bits. Ooh. Yeah, hey, thanks for the guy, you guys and your feedback during that segment. Fantastic. We love seeing that. Uh, <clears throat> Kendra obviously did not want to eat no pickle Oreos. Our friend Leone loves strawberry jam on a smoke, smoked oyster. I don't know why I was say smoked, smoked guy. Hey, goy and smoked. I can't get stuff out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the feedback is always great, you guys. Thank you very much. It is. Now, uh, speaking of feedback, this is the interactive portion of the show where we ask you guys, the listeners and the watchers, to call in at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255 on our call-in subject. And, of course, we'll open those phone lines at the end of this segment for you guys to chime in. Topic today, we're headed back to movies because Tony and I love movies, but sometimes we don't always love them the first time around. So the subject is movies you hated the first time, but loved every time after that. So to kick things off, I'll, I'll talk about the one for me that really sticks out, Step Brothers. Obviously, the combination of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley uh, have is just great unless you count Sherlock Holmes which was uh, Holmes and Watson that was a terrible movie but uh, Step Brothers <laughs> was one of those movies the first time I was watching it I don't know if I just wasn't in the right frame of mind uh, if I was expecting something different but I hated that movie it wasn't until a couple of years afterwards that I revisited it that I really appreciated the the humor and sort of the genius behind it. And uh, now I love that movie. Anytime I come across it and it's on, I will go back and uh, and rewatch it. But uh, first go around was not for me. Any of those uh, for you, Tone? Yeah, man, you actually made me think of the band. We'll have to say that for a future topic too. Bands that you didn't like, but then eventually liked. Ooh, I like that. Weird. 
Yeah. So that's a topic I thought of. But yeah, for movies, and again, you inspired me. This was not my pick, but uh, I'm going to tell you my pick. It's going to shock you. It's going to shock a lot of people that know me, which is weird. Um, But you you mentioned John C. Riley. This is not the shocking one, but once you mentioned that, Talladega Nights was that way for me. I didn't like Talladega Nights the first time I watched it, Mm -hmm. but I think it's I think it's hilarious now. I did not enjoy. (laughs) Did you almost just drop an f bomb? No. Oh, okay. No. no, no. (laughs) Um, I just didn't think it was very funny, is what I was going to say. Okay. Um, But uh, this, but I did the second time. Now here nor there. You know what movie I actually the first time I watched it I absolutely hated. What's that? Star Wars. Say what? Really? Didn't didn't like it the first time as a kid. Didn't like it. That was actually one. You know what? Growing up, like I was not a Star Wars guy. Didn't wasn't into it. Didn't like it. Um, But as I got older, I went back and watched them. And man, love them, love them now Mm -hmm. as an adult. uh, Big fan of them. But uh, yeah, as a kid, I was. as much as of a geeky nerdy kid as I was did not like star Wars found it to be boring and just lame as a kid. That's strange. Yeah. And and, you know, obviously for us, we grew up around the time that it was released. Obviously it was released a few years before we were. Yeah. But it was like return of the Jedi, I think was like out by the time we could really understand movies to a point. Yeah. But like for my boys, you know, uh, they grew up obviously watching all the star Wars movies. Uh, um, Empire Strikes Back is still one of Corbin's favorites, but I sort of understand it. You know, if you, you're used to the prequel series and, and then the uh, the final three episodes, obviously the special effects are better. It's a little bit faster paced. You know, you go back and you watch New Hope, and uh, it is a little slow, comparatively speaking. Yeah, that was just one. I mean, I love it now. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, a, I'm a Star Wars guy. I dig it, but... <laughs> Back in the day, that was that was the one. That was the one that came to mind that I was like, I really hated that movie, but really liked it too. Yeah, and you know there are movies that uh, you know maybe you think you know we talk about it all the time. The Witch, The Witch is probably one of the worst movies of all time that we've I ever won't, seen. I won't even go back and watch that. I've, I've I've I sat through that at the theater with you, and I just was like, nope. I've attempted to go back and watch it. Still can't do it cannot do it and then so I, it legit is is as bad as it was then huh yeah yeah and then i mentioned Holmes and watson before tried that as well i figured you know what i didn't give stepbrothers a good enough chance let's try uh you know Holmes and watson for a second go around again 15 20 minutes in i had to turn it off just too terrible you know what i should go back and try um is paul blart because I hated Paul Blart Mall Cop so much. Mm-hmm. Like, we, me and the ex, we turned that into the Paul Blart rule. You know, the 20 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. If you're not in, like, we vowed if a movie was so bad, we dubbed it the Paul Blart rule. It, it, you would just stop and watch it. And I mm-hmm. think that's why, like, poor Kevin James, like, I don't like Kevin James movies based off this one movie. <laughs> I hated so much. Um, never saw the sequel, none of that, but. Maybe that's a movie I should go back and maybe try again. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. I, but, I, uh, I kind of enjoyed Paul Blart, you know, and I sort of took it for what it's worth. I didn't expect anything more than what it was. So, uh, you know, it might be worth giving another watch to, um, but I enjoy Kevin James. I enjoyed King of Queens. Uh, I think he was great in Hitch, but, uh, you know, you never know. 
It's all about yeah. personal preference and taste. Well, I do want to see him in that movie Becky, like where right. he plays it. Like it's not a comedy; it's a completely different role. I'd, I'm interested in that. That could be interesting. Well, folks, it is that time. We are opening the phone lines right now. Give us a call, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Let us know which movie you hated the first time but love now. When we come back, we are turning the phone lines over to you, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 23rd. We are in the middle of our call-in topic where we want to hear from you guys, the watchers and the listeners, at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. The subject today is movies you hated on the first go-around, but love now. And we talked about a few of our picks, but we want to hear from you guys. So uh, let's go ahead and light up those phone lines. We loved the interaction yesterday on our topic, and uh, we know that people have, uh, you know, some movies that they hated the first go around, but, uh, you know, now the, uh, they can't get enough of. So yes. uh, and movie, movie topics are always fun to call in. Easy because everybody's seen movies. Everybody's got favorite movies. Everybody like has that. an opinion. Yeah. And what's great is while we want you to call, we prefer the call and the interaction. You can still chime in on the Phoenix Facebook page. We'll acknowledge, but don't be afraid. Call. I mean, we do this every day. We get used to it. I mean, we're a couple of goofballs. Right. There's no harm, no foul. You're just calling. You're not appearing on video screen. Call in, baby. <laughs> and uh, wow, look at that. As soon as Tony asked, we got mm-hmm. a caller. So mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. go ahead and go to our first caller. Hi, who are we speaking with? Hey, you're speaking with Robin. Hey, Robin, how you doing? What, <laughs> what is <laughs> up? <laughs> hey, I'm listening to you guys loving the topic. Thank you. Now, what is your pick for a movie you hated the first time but absolutely love now? Um, the one that I absolutely hated the first time I watched it and my husband, Mark, love still <laughs> is titanic really <laughs> i would not have expected yeah. that from mark i i didn't know that that's awesome <laughs> he loves he loves titanic he will watch it every single time he channel surfs around it and <laughs> stops and makes me endure it <laughs> now now have you grown to appreciate it do you love it or is it still just not quite there for you well, because it is um, played so often in our home, um, the only reason I do like it is because of the familiarity. I can basically quote almost every line. <laughs> well, you can almost make a drinking game out of it. Oh, and believe me, I would if I could. <laughs> uh, Robin, uh, it's good to hear your voice. Uh, we got to make it down it to Carson is. City and visit you. You and Mark uh, here pretty soon, but uh, so glad that you tune in and uh, are contributing and, and giving us a call. 
Absolutely. Always. I listen to you guys all the time. Awesome. Yeah, you do. We love love hearing from you. And it's funny you mentioned Titanic. Your son got me to go to that damn thing at the Dollar Fifty Theater in Carson <laughs> back in the day. Just so he could make out with a blonde girl. I won't use her name on air. And I had to go with her fugly friend. <laughs> Just, just to go, and I, every time I look back, and your son's face is always married in this girl's face, and I'm stuck with old uh, Fogo Muggos up there during the movie, and I had to like commentate just to survive through the movie. See, I had to be as repulsive as movie. possible, and it didn't work. Yeah, 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 another good reason to hate that movie. All right, Robin, thank, thank you for calling in. We'll we'll yeah, talk again with you, you soon. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, something you learn about Tony is he's always good to jump on the grenade for you. Yeah. He, he's a good he's a good wingman in that case. But uh, yeah. yeah, we're talking uh, our calling topic today: movies you hated the first go around, love now. Give us a call. Robin did eight four four seven nine zero talk. That's eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. While we wait for those phone lines to light up, there is a list. I'm always prepared of uh, movies that are better the second time around and uh, get your thought on it, Tone. The first one on the list is Hot Fuzz, which uh, I would agree with. I loved Shaun of the Dead. Uh, you know, it sort of set a precedence of, you know, that sort of type of humor genre sort of thing. And Hot Fuzz, I didn't find as funny as Shaun of the Dead the first time around. But going back and watching it, I really enjoy that movie. Yeah, Hot Fuzz was a pretty fun one. It definitely wasn't, and still is not as good as Shaun of the Dead. But, you know, after a couple of watches, it's not bad. You kind of pick up on the humor kind of the more you watch it. It's one of those you give it a few recycles and you, you catch things. And it's, it's definitely not bad. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but uh, I definitely enjoyed it. The one that I still keep an eye out for on the streaming services, which hasn't been there, is the third part of their uh, trilogy, which is uh, At World's End. I enjoyed that movie, but it's hard to find. It is hard to find. I actually never ended up seeing that one. Really? Oh, it's I worth it. I know about it, but... It's worth it. This next one is, boy, the godfather of mockumentaries. I've loved it since the first time I saw it because I knew it was sort of a tongue-in-cheek take on a documentary. And we're talking about uh, This is Spinal Tap from 1984. Um it being great movie yeah being in the you know audio engineering and the things that i do i still use the quote of uh you know but these go all the way up to 11 yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't seen that in such a long time but what a classic man yeah that's worth Just going a back classic and, yeah, yeah yeah um kendra chimed in on the phoenix page uh airplane was her movie um, she was too young to understand the jokes the first time, but now, oh yeah. So oh, I love airplane. I love airplane, but I can see where, you know, it might throw you off a little bit the first time you see it. And, uh, especially if you try to show it to some of the younger generations now, they might not quite get all of the jokes that are in it, but still one of the all time comedy classics. Oh, Absolutely. But, uh, folks, we are in the middle of our call-in topic. We do want to hear from you, and you can chime in like Kendra did on our Facebook page. Again, that number, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, moving on with the list, I would agree with this. Uh, Fargo from 1996. Uh, It was a quirky movie. I didn't quite get it the first time I saw it. But on subsequent watches, uh, it, it gets better and better each time I see it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Francis McDormand, Steve Buscemi. Oh yeah. yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, you know? Yeah, it's not a bad. It's a, don't you know? It's not a bad movie. Yeah. Tight. Yeah, it's a good one, and obviously, you know, they uh, created an anthology series on FX around it, uh, which I haven't seen yet, but I don't know if it holds the same quirkiness as the movie did. Mm, probably not. <laughs> Here's one that we've talked about recently, and, uh, you know, this is sort of the opposite for me. This is a movie that I've loved for years, and then on recent rewatch, I don't find it as funny as I used to, talking about... I- Baseballs, the 1987 Mel Brooks movie. (laughs) I haven't seen it in a long time. I won't want. I don't want to go back and watch it because of what you told me. That almost needs to be another topic too. Movie you love, but now it's just a pile of crap. Yeah, it's strange (laughs) because I have one in mind. So I'm just not going to tell you what it is. We'll save it for something else. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it, it does suck when you go back and 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 I'm not talking about movies that didn't hold up. I'm just talking about movies that you legit liked and went back um uh netflix has uh got you know you and i discussed this wasn't the one i would use but um orgasmo with Mm -hmm. uh, trey parker and matt stone used to love that movie in high school i thought it was hilarious and it was just (laughs) funny and i watched it back on netflix and i didn't really even find myself laughing that much i was like it still had some funny parts, but for yeah. the most part, it, it didn't hold up as well as I wanted it to. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't actually find it to be that enjoyable. So there is movies that that don't grow old with you. You're kind of like, Ew. oh no. Uh, Robin had said the uh, that you should watch the Fargo TV show. It's super good. Okay, so. I'll add it to my list of a million other shows that I have to watch. There's just too much on TV right now. Yeah. Ugh. I like the I like the shows that Mark and Robin always uh, recommend. They are actually pretty damn good. Everything that they've ever recommended to me, I've checked out and I've liked. So, <laughs> and Kendra, I speak jive too. Um, and then obviously they were combing the desert. I don't know some of that lowbrow comedy in Spaceballs. Just again, it doesn't hold up. But you know, that's me. Spaceballs isn't that the cheesy. Uh, theme song that would play yeah, yeah. i still do get a kick out of the uh, chestburster alien that uh, comes out singing hello my baby hello my darling yeah but uh yeah that's about it speaking of movies <laughs> that uh you know hated the first time love you know every time i watch after it uh the cable guy was like this for me as well from 1996 oh yeah that's a good one it was guy with Jack Black and Jim Carrey <laughs> uh, and Matthew Broderick. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in it, too. Yeah, but he was the main character. But, you know, you were used to Jim Carrey in these like outlandishly comic roles. This one was a little bit darker, you know, sort of had a stalker vibe to it. And for me, just it didn't really resonate the first time. But I enjoy going back and watching it now. I actually kind of want to go back and watch. I haven't seen that in a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> and then as we head into our break, sadly, we didn't get any uh, other callers than Robin, but we had some good interaction on Facebook. Here's one that you have to go back and rewatch only for the fact that uh, you now know at the end what everything was leading up to and, and, and how it went along. It was uh, Christopher Nolan's breakout movie, Memento, which, uh, again, it was confusing on the first watch, but going back and rewatching, you had a lot of like, oh, moments. Yeah, he's notorious. He's made a niche of doing those to his films now. 
Well, Tenet, um, uh, when and if it's released, uh, seems to be another type of those, uh, you know, uh, movies that, uh, I don't even know how to put it. it. It's just psychologically weird, and, uh, you know, you sort of expect like it from Incep- Chris Nolan. Like Inception, yeah. Inception was a trip to watch. So Exactly, exactly. Well, folks, that does it for our call-in topic of movies that you loved the first time around, but love now. When we come back, this is all for Tony. We're talking niche dating apps. We'll see if Tony falls into any of those, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 23rd. Now, we have set up a a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line, aptly named, giving you guys, the listeners and the watchers, a chance to call in, chime in on any topic. Hey, maybe you missed our call-in topic about uh, movies that you hated the first time, loved on the second go-around, and uh, wanted to give your pick. Well, you can do so. Give us a call, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or for the alphanumerically impaired, 855-336-4973. Keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. And as I mentioned yesterday, we're just a few phone calls away from making that a uh, segment to uh, come out here pretty soon. So don't be shy. Give us a call on the Phoenix line. Now, in this segment, I wanted to talk about uh, dating a little bit. Now, I'm engaged, I'm taken, sorry ladies, but Tony is our resident uh, bachelor, and uh, you know, you, you've, you've been dating, you've been out there in the world, and uh, you know, what are some of the dating apps and dating sites that you've used to uh, successfully or unsuccessfully find a date? Ah, uh, dating sites are hard, man. Um, they're really tough. I was just looking on the break, what I actually had on my phone. I haven't used the, I have, the one I used to use back in the day was Plenty of Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that one used to be pretty good for meeting up with people. I've met a couple people on that one. Uh, Tinder, I've actually never met anybody. I've matched with people, but it's never gotten more than a conversation or two. Um, I've been told to download Coffee Meets, Bagel, and Hinge, but I've never set up the accounts. But I have them on my phone. I just haven't. So um, so I really can only tell you I've used um, – what back in the day, too, I used OkCupid. I met one person off there. Um, and Facebook has a dating app, and I've met I've met a few. In fact, the last girlfriend I had, I met off Facebook. So Okay. All you know. right. Yeah, so that works, and I mean – it, but you just obviously if I'm back to being single, it hasn't been efficient, but I'm also kind of a pain in the ass. To, <laughs> you know, well, I'm, the, I'm very picky. I'm very particular. So well, the it's ones, not that I can't. I just right. picky. Now, the dating sites and apps that you mentioned are a little more general. Obviously, they're they're more for everybody. But uh, maybe you'll want to take a look at some of the, the more niche dating sites, you know, sites that are uh, specifically geared for people's interests or lifestyles or hobbies or whatever it may be. So I'm going to run down a few here, and maybe, uh, maybe Tony will uh, be turned on to one of these. 
So let's start out with <laughs> let's start out with uh, gluten-free singles. No, that's not a, uh, a healthy snack. It is a dating site. The description, Gluten-Free Singles, serves as an online dating site to connect gluten-free people. Our mission is to help singles around the world find gluten-free partners and develop and develop let gluten-free singles find your partner for life. Tony, I know you're not gluten-free, but uh, hey, maybe you'll find a gluten-free partner. Oh, yeah! And last today, hey, baby, I'm eating gluten-free. That's not gluten! <laughs> it is now. <laughs> All right, maybe that, that one's not for you. Next time you're out on your boat, maybe you can try Sea Captain <laughs> Date. Yes, Sea Captain Date is the Internet's number one dating site for sea captains who wish to connect with men and women on land and on sea. With thousands of sea captains already online, there's no doubt that SeaCaptainDate.com is the first port of call for anyone searching for romance on the seven seas and beyond. Oh my god, I can't stop laughing at it. I'm picturing the freaking sea captain from The Simpsons. Yeah! <laughs> There'd be my date on the, the seashore. Yeah! I'm lonely again. Yeah! I that's, that's who I'm picturing the whole time. I love the picture. The there, there's a picture of a sea captain <laughs> in the dress blues. Easily in his 60s, maybe 70s, with the captain hat saluting. And right next to him is a beautiful 20-something blonde. You know, for all those... Uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I... I caught me young fish off the coast of Maine. Yeah. <laughs> we ate fish bits in our cereal. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, gross. Here here's one that <laughs> maybe for you Tony, hopefully is not for you, but uh you know what? People had previous lives where they got a little out of control. They weren't always completely safe. So they may end up on this dating site, herpesfish.com. Yep. <laughs> you don't have to be horny at herpesfish.com. <laughs> Woo! Uh, the description, meet people with herpes oh, at herpesfish.com. Let's go, bub. <laughs> the secure herpes dating service for people with herpes. Boy, they really like using that word in the single. <laughs> Here you can meet 650,000 plus herpes singles and meet new friends, partners, potential spouses, or intimate connections. Connect with millions of quality members now. Woof. Oh. <laughs> hey, babies. I'm in tears. This is terrible. Uh, hey, baby. Is that is that a big old blister on your lip? Or is that just a herpes? Are you just happy to see me? me. <laughs> <laughs> Who in the hell would go to that side? How about, whoa, whoa, no, no. How about no? Here's one that just by the name had to have been dead on arrival the minute it was released. Think about it real quick. AmishDating.com. No, I, I got to watch what I say on that one. So, so AmishDating.com. If I'm not mistaken, I thought the Amish had to live without technology and yeah. electricity. <laughs> Hello. My name is Brother Brother Tonakaya. <laughs> I came here from the western states of Colorado and uh, Nevada, and I'm on my buggy. Would you like to turn some butter? 
<laughs> I like butter churning. You like to churn some butter? I do too. Now Look you, at my little beard I can't grow. <laughs> now you can churn butter together. The uh, description, get in touch with de- <laughs> devoted, diligent, and caring singles from the Amish community. Register for free and get instant access to Amish singles near you. Find fascinating dates in just a few clicks and start enjoying the simple life. Except for those who are not on computers because, well, they're Amish. Yeah. What do you do for a living? I build houses. Okay, that's all I do. <laughs> build houses. And churn butter. And churn butter. Ooh, here's one for those who are, are, are just desperate. I mean, truly, truly desperate. The site called Marry Me Already. Yep, Marry Me Already is a website designed to make finding your spouse easy and enjoyable. Ladies, simply start by uploading your free profile. Once your profile has been created, you will be visible to gentlemen looking for a future bride. It could be you. This is not a dating site, so you can be sure that all members have full intentions of a long-term commitment with their future spouse. I would imagine that there are a lot of <laughs> there are a lot of uh, Russian uh, um, women on there. In Russia, we read you. My like the divorce rates is gonna with stupid sites like that and people that actually do this. No wonder the divorce rate's so damn high. <laughs> like that, you just doesn't work. You uh, know, jeez, Louise, you definitely won't find my desperate ass on there jeez well we might find your desperate ass on this one because i i think this one is, <laughs> I, I think we found it for you tony it's called clown dating it's no fun looking for love when behind the makeup and red nose lies a lonely heart luckily clown dating is here to help if you are a clown a clown wannabe or just a clown lover you've come to the right place is Wait, that you this tony? would be my pro i'd have a profile video it would go like this if you're watching <laughs> Come on, them sexy white teeth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, kids. Ooh, that is by far the creepiest dating site. I don't know. Maybe not the creepiest, but creepy nonetheless. No, no, I hate clowns. We ain't doing that one. Here's one we definitely will not find you on, Tony. I'm sorry to say you will not be part of Tall Friends. Yes, the best, <laughs> largest, and most effective tall dating site in the world. This is the best place for looking for tall dating, relationships, or marriage. Here you can mingle with tall-minded singles, tall, beautiful women, tall, handsome men, and tall people admirers everywhere. Hey, next to my mom and my grandma, I was a giant, brother. Okay? <laughs> At 5'7", they were 4'8", and 4'7". I was a freaking giant. It's not my fault I maximized my height in the seventh grade <laughs> hey that's okay you know that's what step stools were invented for right yeah oh yeah i hate being short it kind of sucks sometimes yeah <laughs> <laughs> and finally before we head to the break maybe if i was single this would be one where i'd end up on yes uh, stash passions it's all about the stash stash passions is a hundred percent free social network yep social networking and online dating site specifically for singles with a passion for the stash stash style is Mm. a difficult thing to pin down but there is no doubt among stash passions members that there is nothing finer than a good stash of course i got the beard to go with it tony uh maybe not the one for you as well oh i could grow a stash just give me a week Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I can, I can grow one. I just don't keep it. <laughs> well, 
Well, folks, that does it for our segment on niche dating apps. Hey, maybe you found one that applies to you. We're here to help. That's all I got to say. When we come back, we are heading into the final segment of the show. And as we do each and every day, we've got this day in history. We'll drop a little knowledge, drop some laughs. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, July 23rd. It's amazing how quickly time flies. We're already into the final segment. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcast links, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. From there, you can uh, find video, you can find audio, or go to wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes, I am! (laughs) You always say yes. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you get the latest episode. Leave a review so we know what you think of the show. And as always, Tony. Sharing is caring. Yeah, tell your friends. You know, we we love the growth of the show. We love the interaction of the show. And we have fun putting it together each and every day for you guys to listen to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's growing legs of its own, which is always fun to see. Now, being that it is the final segment of the show, as we do each and every day, we're going to drop a little knowledge on you, try to make you laugh a little bit, and uh, let you head into your day maybe a little wiser than you started out with. It is This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head, it's This Day in History, with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. All right, and obviously Ryan's not here this week. Hopefully he'll be back next week. He is out working on a job, but uh, I'm going to take us through, and uh, let's drop that knowledge. So kicking things off, this day in 1532, I might Filippo this, Holy Roman Emperor Charles V and the Schmalkaldic League signed Peace of Nuremberg. It's I only read that because Schmalkaldic is a fun word to read and say. Schmalkaldic. This day in 1726, the founder of the $100 bill, Benjamin Franklin, sails back to Philadelphia. Ooh, dollar, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. And uh, boy, he lived a nice long life. You know, obviously he was there for, uh, you know, the U.S. becoming a country in 1776, which was 50 years after he had sailed back to Philadelphia. Nice. You got to see some stuff. That he did. And he was an inventor. I mean, he came up with some wonderful patents that uh, we still use today. Moving on this day in 1798, uh, you know, continuing his role. We've mentioned a couple days this week of, uh, uh, you know, some of these conquests. Well, Napoleon captures Alexandria in Egypt, where, again, he went over to Pharaoh's and enjoyed a Piggly Wiggly after his success. Piggly Wiggly, Piggly Wiggly. (laughs) 
You just watched that movie last night, too. I did, yeah. They got away with some stuff that you can't get away with nowadays. Oh, definitely. That much. <laughs> Here's a guy we need to thank. This day in 1829, William Austin Burt patents the America's first typographer or typewriter. <laughs> Type into the tuna terminator. There you go. Hasta la vista, baby. I've always wondered this. I've never really looked into it, but uh, and I don't know if it was him who uh, designed it this way. But why keyboards are designed in the QWERTY format as opposed to just A through Z? It's a good, good, uh, good question. There, I got, I got some of that smoothie stuck there. Tony's going through um, puberty today. Don't mind him. Yeah, no, that's right. It's just like my first time on the radio. And my voice is cracking, and I felt pretty good. You know, I like to type with two fingers and my tongue out while I do it. There you go. This day in 1872, African-American inventor Elijah McCoy is granted a patent for lubricators for steam engines. Good on you, Elijah. Lubricators! Lube up. Ooh, this day in 1877, the first telephone and telegraph line in Hawaii is completed. Before that, they had to send out pigeons with coconuts for messages i don't know if that last part is true but no (laughs) no i don't i could i can't picture the pigeons fly with coconuts seems like it'd be kind of heavy for them but uh maybe they did yeah yeah i I think it would be a little heavy yeah because they do carry some crazy stuff i mean maybe not well pigeons yeah because i mean birds like hawks and stuff can grab like cats rabbits dogs things like that true so there's yeah. been if one. It was, if, if it was a hawk, I would buy it, but I don't think I buy the pigeon carrying a coconut. Though. There was one viral video recently of a hawk that had grabbed a shark and was flying around with a shark in its talons. Oh yeah, that little baby shark. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I see. saw that one. That was impressive. Yeah. All right. This day, in 1925, New York Yankee Lou Gehrig hits his first of 23 career grand slams. How unfortunate that uh, he ha- ended up getting a disease later on in life that was called Lou Gehrig's disease. I mean, what are the chances of that? No, I thought it was named after him. It was. I'm. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> that that was me not getting it because I'm Batman. Ah. <laughs> uh. So we we have fun on this show, and well, I sometimes totally the, just didn't get that. Sorry. Some, sometimes the jokes go over our heads, but you know what? That went way over mine. Apparently, I was like, yeah. "Wait, I thought it was named after him." And Tony even got a good night's sleep last night. Yeah, I did. It's crazy, crazy. Who would have known? Who would have known what the <laughs> is going on? Boy, this must be the time of year for uh, Beatles album releases. This day in 1965, the Beatles' Help is released in the UK. Ooh. Oh, yeah! <laughs> that was very non-Beatles-ish, Randy. Right? Uh, this day in 1966, <laughs> Frank Sinatra's album Strangers in the Night is number one on the U.S. charts. Got the Grammy for Record of the Year and Best Male Vocal Performance. Um Frank Sinatra, I don't know where you stand on uh, Sinatra Tone. Uh, great crooner, good actor, um, but not music I, I really go back and re-listen to. No, not something I, I go it. back. I respect it. Um, being an Italian, uh, Italian, Filipino, um, my grandpa, my dad's side is very Italian, and my great-grandpa loved Sinatra, loved him. 
So yeah, it reminds me of my great grandpa a lot, but uh, not something I go back, but definitely respect Sinatra. Well, and he has you know a lot of ties to this area, not only Las Vegas, but the northern Nevada area as well. So uh, yeah, you got to respect the guy. Absolutely. All right. This day in 1976, Baltimore Oriole Reggie Jackson homers in his sixth straight game. You know, I, baseball for me has always been one of those things that I, I never really enjoy it till the postseason. But with everything going on right now, I am glad it's back. Me too. Um, big baseball fan. Grew up. That was my jam. Uh, loved baseball. Um, Reggie Jackson was great. I mean, that was Mister October. Yeah, but he was big time. Played for many different teams, but uh, that he he's a hell of a ball player. So that he was, and uh, you know he still makes appearances. Does he uh, show? He probably shows up at the. Uh, well, I was going to say the spring training game. Sometimes the, the teams will bring back veterans, and they'll charge for a signing. Mm-hmm. Or is he like Pete Rose, and he's always hanging out in Vegas? Like you go to Vegas, guarantee you're going to see Pete Rose. Oh yeah, he's in a mall somewhere signing. Uh, always. Uh, yep. <laughs> always i've seen pete rose like i feel like we're friends i've seen pete rose so much in vegas <laughs> now uh this day in 1992 back in the world of music bruce springsteen begins a world tour uh we've talked about it before i'm not the biggest bruce springsteen fan uh, even yeah. though there are people who die hard love him it's not really for me no i was not a big springsteen guy either i mean talented musician just not my cup of tea me neither. This day in 1994, dancer and actor Gene Kelly suffers a mild stroke. Um, I don't think he passed away from it, and I didn't even realize he li- he lived until the mid-90s or later. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember him. He was uh, dancing in the rain, right? He was. Yep. Dancing in the rain. My name Jeff. This, I just wanted to play that sound bite. This day in 1995, Comet Hale-Bopp is discovered and becomes visible to the naked eye nearly a year later. And uh, that's significant because right now, if you're in the western U.S., you can uh, check out the Neowise Comet that's uh, popping up uh, just after sunset each day. Yeah. I like I like Comet Mbop. It's very Hanson-ish. <laughs> this Lori day- would approve of that. Oh. Mbop. Sadly, she's not tuning in right now. This day no. in 2000, the 87th Tour de France, Lance Armstrong is disqualified for cheating due to performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, good for you! Oh. You get Lance, you little cheater. Oh, good. <laughs> Ooh. And then sort of cap things off on this day in history, just with everything that's going on. This day in 2015, the Supreme Court rejects Bill Cosby's petition against a civil case of his alleged sexual assault of a 15-year-old girl at the Playboy Mansion in 1974. That guy is in jail, deserves to be in jail, and uh, the world is better off for him being in jail. I would like to talk to you about the things that you say on your show. No. <laughs> and then with just a guy. few seconds left, let's go over today's holidays. Today is Hot Enough For You Day, and uh, subsequently National Refreshment Day, National Vanilla Ice Cream Day. Both go well with that. And something that Tony brings up every once in a while, today is National Yada 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 Day. So yada, yada, yada. we will be back tomorrow. Yada, yada, yada. We've got a great show lined up. Folks, 
be sure to tune in and uh, join us on a Friday. Until then, goodbye.